All right, we've got a Commitment Issues podcast feed exclusive. Rob Cassidy joining me back in action. Rob, how you doing? It is good to be back, man. It's uh, it's great. I am, uh, I've moved, but I'm back here on my favorite podcast, the podcast that I helped create. And uh, it's good. It's good to be home. Well, you know, I was, I was getting hate messages from people <laughs> that were mad that I wasn't doing the podcast, including one guy who referred to Cottage Grove as Garbage Grove. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Listen, you, you replaced me with a with a scab for a while there, and he's gone. I mean, there was rough times for this podcast. Well, here's the here's the issue: is we we have different jobs. You cover basketball. I have like twenty different jobs that I do. I'm not in the I'm not in the mud, and I I sort of am, but I I try not to be. So we're gonna do this every once in a while. Rob and I will pop on. I'm sure some of you have noticed that I have episodes popping in and out. A lot of short, quick hitting stuff. When we have something to talk about, uh, I will have Rob on. I'll have Dave on. Any one of my uh, friends and cohorts to talk about essentially non-football related news, tell some funny stories, be in, be out. So this week we had a, a couple. First, let's start with Woody's penicillin allergy. Okay, so I was born a child and apparently I had some horrible reaction to penicillin when I was a kid. Okay, a baby. Almost died is the story I was told. So I'm a little kid. I got a bracelet that says, oh, penicillin allergy. You know, like if something happens, don't give him penicillin. So my whole life, this is a fact. And then all of a sudden, about five years ago, doctors had decided that penicillin allergies don't exist. Right. Oh, like to the point where, you know, you fill out the medical form. What are you allergic to? Penicillin. They ask you, how do you know you're allergic? <laughs> yeah, you got you got so big doctor told me. Right. Like uh, someone told you know, how does any medical history get passed? You just put it on the thing. Someone told me I was allergic. Oh, you sure you're allergic? So I'm going through this several different doctors, and we hit a breaking point last um I'm trying to think when it was when I got my last dental surgery. I think it was back in like March. I had this dental surgery. The dentist gives me a prescription for like amoxicillin says I have to take it the night before the surgery. Well, I go to pick it up and I'm like, hey, I'm allergic to penicillin. I can't take this. She calls me. And it's like we're having like this huge fight about it where she's like, what? Why do you think you're allergic to penicillin? You're not allergic to penicillin. What happens? How do you know? Right. And and my dentist is like this uh, super intense, like almost like a devil wears Prada situation. <laughs> that I was on last night. I, I, I love her because she doesn't take any crap from anyone, but her staff is, is clearly like afraid of her, you know, but even when I was deci deciding what to do, I was like, well, should I do one tooth or both? She's like, I'm not doing two different surgeries. We're doing it all right now. You know, <laughs> she, she rules with an iron fist, but anyway, so we're, I get this big argument about her. She gets so mad that I didn't take it. She almost cancels the surgery. She ends up doing it anyway. So then I decide, okay, I got to get this squared away. So I see this ad for this allergist. And it's like, do you think you have a penicillin allergy? Nine out of 10. Wait, hold on, wait a minute. What are we, what are we, we decided that penicillin allergies are like QAnon now? It's like, yes. Yes. They say people, people grow out of them or people think they're allergic and they're not. So I say, okay, you know what? Cost me 35 bucks to go to this allergist. And you sit in there and you take they slowly inject you or get so they end up doing like 17 pricks on my yeah you know, they put like uh they put like a graph on your back right and just like yeah they did all, they did on both of my arms okay and nothing happened he's like oh look and there was one spot i was like that looks 
swollen to me. And he's like, oh, no, that's supposed to look like that, right? So then they call it, they do what they call a challenge where they give you a pill and you sit there for 30 minutes. And I guess if you don't go into anaphylactic shock, you're fine. Some some challenge. All right, so they gave me another one. The challenge is to stay alive. (laughs) They give me another pill. And I'm like, okay. And after 30 minutes, he's like, see, you got no reaction. You're not allergic to penicillin. I told you. You're just like all these other people, right? So the, the, the next day I wake up and like my leg is kind of itchy. <laughs> and I was like, oh, you know, whatever. My leg's kind of itchy. Uh, you know, I went to the gym or whatever. By the next night, my entire body was like a pink. <laughs> and, hot. and I told the doctor, I was like, I don't know, man. I think it might be a reaction. Well, sure enough, the next day, hives over my entire body. And he says, oh, well, I got bad news for you. Turns out you're allergic. You should have sent him a nude for sure. Just stand in front of the mirror and just... Get the camera. Look at this. I still have hives. This was eight days ago. So anyway, I've just been stewing over. Hold hold, hold on. What did Devil Wears Parada say when you told her, look, lady? Well, she might have been the person I, you know, you would get in trouble for it. She might have been the person I would have sent the unsolicited nude of my eyes to. (laughs) Well, that's what I said. I told, I said, I'm going to take a picture of, I'm going to take a nude in the mirror. (laughs) And then, and the next doctor that says, What happens when you say you're allergic to penicillin? What happens when you take it? I'm just going to show him the picture and be like, (laughs) This this is what happens. And use like the little smiley face to cover up your more private areas. Right. So, bottom line, if you think you're allergic to something, just let it, you are allergic. Don't let the doctors lure you into, so I basically poisoned myself. I, well, I want to know what, I want to know what happened to the medical community that made everybody decide that everybody was lying about penicillin allergies. When I sent you a chart, I know I sent you a chart. I remember it. Yeah. If I have it. I would put it on the screen where it basically is that out of 100 people, 10 people think they're allergic, but only one of those 10 people is allergic. So one out of every 100 people is actually allergic. But whose fault is that? It's not our fault. We didn't make it up for fun. It's your fault. It's doctor's fault. They're (laughs) the ones that... (laughs) Right. I did not create the fact that I had a penicillin. A doctor told me that. And it was, like I said, it was a serious fact when I was a kid. Uh, And now I don't have any, you know, I don't have any parents to back me up on this one. So word of mouth. But basically, the, the medical community, it was a gaslighting by several different yeah. doctors. Unbelievable. So if you're allergic to penicillin, trust your gut. Don't listen to... Uh, don't listen don't to trust the, Don't trust the science. Right. Second story I had that I didn't tell on the podcast was my lost suitcase. So I went to Greece. I had a direct flight home on July 3rd. Direct flight. Hand in the suitcase, they put the tag, it rolls in the thing, and then you get off the plane and you think it's going to be there. No, no chance. Bag isn't there. Not only is bag not there, they just can't find anything. I'm telling you right now, Rob, if you put your bag, and I'm a bag checker, you're usually not. If you check your bag now, you have no recourse. There's no especially in the summer if you're going to europe i just i don't know what to do i was there for like a month so i had to pack all my stuff not only did they not find my bag like you know because i've lost bags before three or four days right and then it shows up no 
they they didn't contact me. This was Delta, by the way. Big shout out to Delta. They didn't I guess, contact I guess our sponsorship. Me. Right. I'd have to call, wait on hold for 45 minutes, only for them to be like, nah, they haven't found it yet. And it's like it was pretty clear to me that they had no idea how to even contact the airport in Athens. It was just I know the bag was sitting there the entire time. It never left. They never put it on the plane. Probably because the plane got to be too heavy or something. And it just sat there. So I have sending people. I'm sending cousins. I'm sending other people who are coming in and out of uh, Greece to go look. Because you you can't go to the airport and look. you got to be past security. And oh. uh, this one guy I know sent me a, a video. And it was a room. And the bags, we opened the door. And it was literally bags all the way up to the ceiling. An entire, like, 300-square-foot <laughs> room. Stacked by tags on them so anyway i give up on the bag i was like depressed i really felt like i had been robbed you know i felt like you had yeah you had been right and then all of a sudden like august 28th or something it was like 58 days later i get a call from greece on my phone when i'm at the gym and it's the athens airport and she's like ah yes hello i work at the airport i have your bag here what do you want me to do with it i'm like what I want to eat eat the contents of it one by one, <laughs> swallow everything in there. Yeah. Well, it wasn't even like a Delta employee. It was just some lady who worked at the airport because I had one of those old tags on the side. They had my name and phone number. So the very moment it happened, someone could have pulled that up there and found it. But they chose not. To. I guarantee it just sat there. It was too busy at the airport. There's not enough people who work there. And they just let it ride. But anyway, Delta never offered me miles. <laughs> no, like. Hey, we're sorry. It's clear they have some sort of protocol where if you lose, if they lose your bag, they're worried about some type of liability and they don't want to admit it. So I submitted some case. I emailed. I called. I never heard from Delta until like four days ago. So July 3rd until like September 25th, basically. Uh, not one word. I end up, I, they end up offering me. <laughs> And if offering to reimburse my like uh, toiletries and stuff, they're like, "Oh yeah, what did you not have for those few yeah, days?" For the speed stick travel size deodorant, right? And I lost. I just lost it. I sent them this insane email. Basically said, you know, do you know who I am? I have a verified <laughs> social media account. I was like, I'll go do interviews. I'll do whatever. And instead of haggling back and forth, they just replied and offered me the max amount that they could offer. So. <laughs> Congratulations to me. I got my bag back. Wow, that's check mark privilege. Right. I got sixteen hundred dollars uh from Delta, but it took three months. I'm just telling you because it's because I actually did an interview with the points guy uh about it because they were doing a story about lost bags and what happens. Nothing happens. I'm telling you, you are at the mercy of a random there's nothing you can do. Now you know why I'm a you can pry this bag from my cold dead hands guy. Like I won't even, I, unless I'm going overseas or something, and I rarely do that, and I'm going to be there for like 10 to 15 days, I'm not doing it. I, I'm just never doing it. There's no way. So the solution I came up with, of course, I got the air tags now. I'll put an air tag in my bag and it'll find it or whatever. But it doesn't matter because I knew it was in Athens the whole time. I knew it. I guarantee <laughs> if I, I seriously considered getting on a plane and flying to Greece, and doing like Tom Hanks in that movie, The Terminal, and going through and just living in the airport until I found my bag. Because I knew it was there. <laughs> but 
the language barrier, of course, people might know that I do speak Greek, but not enough to really have a full on fight with somebody. Sure. Uh, yeah. Not enough to belittle somebody. Right. <laughs> Definitely switch <laughs> into English. But like, you know, just know if you're listening to this, you're thinking about checking a bag, you better put bare minimum in there. And, you know, as a man of size, it's tougher to uh, fit everything in a carry on. And I could there's no way I could take a carry on to Greece for 28 days. There's just no way. So, my biggest, you know, my biggest thing lately is there are no rental cars. They're just that's just it. Like you just don't. You never know no. anymore. Like I can't remember the last time I had a smooth rental car experience where it wasn't like, ah, oh, there's no cars. And it was like a Seinfeld bit where it's like, <laughs> I reserved the car. Right. Guys. The, the Seinfeld episode is dead. That one's dead on. And it's like 30 years ahead of its time. I mean, it's crazy. It, that's so you go, you were here recently and you couldn't get one because you were like, what's the deal with this? <laughs> the hurts. Oh, well, airport. I got one. I, I got one. All right. They line you up even when you're a gold member and they bring the cars around like valet style. So you're there for an hour waiting and they put me in one. And this isn't the first time this has happened. They put me in a car. They literally pulled the car up to me, loaded my bag in it, opened the door for me like an Uber driver and, and placed me in this SUV. Then you have to wait another 20 minutes to get like out of the exit. Only to have the lady that's working the gate tell me, ah, oh, somebody's not doing their job upstairs. This car has a hold on it. You got to go back in the line. I, I almost burned down the Atlanta airport. Like, that was almost <laughs> it. Like, I was already pissed off. I was on the phone with you. I was late to whatever I was going to. I, I Seriously, if I had a match and, like, some lighter fluid, I might have considered it. There would have been an act of terrorism. So I went to get one. So th this is the thing. Now, for me, you can't go off. So you cannot go to non-airport locations to get a car. No, right? or they give you a pickup truck with right. like a so, gas tank. So a lot of times when we travel for work, say we're driving, say I'm driving to Nashville, I don't going to drive my car. I go rent a car and drive it. I, and when I came to like Peach Jam, I rented a car. But you cannot go now to like the one in the neighborhood and get How one. How did you get a car at Peach Jam? I tried to get one. They told me to F off. Is there no, I got, even though I reserved one. I got one at the airport here. I went to the Atlanta. Oh, drove, I drove, drove down, right. parked in ATL West parking, took the train to the rental car place, waited in the same line for a car to pull up, and then I drove. So I got to Athens for Peach Jam at like 11 because my flight had been delayed all day because, of course, because traveling now is a nightmare. And when I got there, it was one of those, we took your reservations, but we ran out of car situation. Then I had to wait 45 minutes for an Uber because it's Athens, Georgia, and there are no Uber drivers. And when it, it was like $60, but Hertz ended up giving me, they made me send all my Uber receipts for the week to Hertz and they ended up reimbursing me. So that was nice. Well, so that's something, but, but I, I went to the one down the street from my house and I was so excited because it's walkable. Like I could, I mean, it's like a mile and a half, but it's walkable, you know? So I go there and I had a reservation. I pick up a car and the person in front of me, you know, there's already an argument going on when I walked in, which is not a good, <laughs> not a good sign. You know, so, it's bad at a rental car or a hotel. Whenever the customer pulls out their phone to show the person something, anytime I see that, it's like, Oh, I'm going to be here for like two hours. Yeah. So that was going on. And I, I as the, actually she like uh, pulled down the phone to start looking for something else. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, Hey, you guys got cars or no? And she was like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> and i was like well there's there's three of them out there and she goes she goes those don't work <laughs> and i just turned around and walked out that's the thing is like there's no, 
arguing with the person at the counter is not going to get you a car. It's well, I want to know what happened because this is pandemic related. It didn't right. used to be like this, man. We used to live in a society and now like a proper society. And now it's like, there are just no rental cars and it's Lord of the Flies. Uh, and there's not a solution. I guess the radical, you know, I've gotten some cars. Remember it used to be like, if you had a rental car, it would always have like less than like 25,000 miles. Yeah. We used to have guys that would like upgrade us to like chargers and Mustangs. <laughs> and now it's like, I hope you enjoy this 1985 Corolla with, you know, and then, and then you feel thankful for it. I got a suburban in Dallas. This is the last story. And then we got to go. Uh, so I went to uh, the rental car place in Dallas at uh, Love Field. I get there and they says, you know, on the little board, it's like C agent or whatever. And I was like, oh, okay. So I go in there. He's like, oh, you know, something happened, blah, blah, blah. How about this? Do you want to take that Suburban out there? And it's, Suburbans are so much bigger than I ever remember. It's oh, the size yeah. of a school bus. But I'm like, I don't care. So I get the Suburban. I, first of all, I get in it. looks like you're borrowing your uncle's car. It's like not very, it's like not very clean. It has like <laughs> 85,000 miles on it. And like the seat's all like worn, like the, you know, like cracking. <laughs> but I was like, whatever, who cares? It's a big, nice rig. And it was also like a 2013. It was not like <laughs> So I go to the gate and she's like, you know, typing. And she's like, I don't see you in here. And I was like, well, he told me to take this one. She's like, all right, I'll, I'll figure it out with him. You can go. So I leave. I drive the car all weekend. I come back. I just go to the express thing. I drop it off. You know, they email you the receipt. I didn't think anything of it. Well, then I go to do my expenses for that trip. And I don't have a receipt for the car rental, but I have the gas, you know, because I paid for gas the whole time. They never rented me the car. I just drove. <laughs> <laughs> You basically stole a suburb. Right. I called Avis and they're like, no, nah, you didn't rent a car that weekend. And I was like, what would, I, have happened, what would have happened if you got pulled over and they like ran the plates? Well, I was telling Nick, I was like, I should have just given because he met me in Dallas. I was like, I should have just given you the car. <laughs> what? Well, what, what, what happened? They never knew I had it. Avis never knew I took it out. And then I, then of course it gave me expense problems because we're not allowed to expense gas unless we rent a car. So I had like suburban fuel charges. I would have just changed. Oh, that's like $90 to yeah. fill up suburban with gas. Yeah. I was going to say, I would have just changed it to like a Wawa sandwich or something. But well, I $90 Wawa. Hey, I'm out here saving the company money. I'm stealing rental cars. <laughs> company, man. Instead of paying for them. Uh, several people who used to work here would be very proud of me for uh <laughs> for that one so all right that wraps it up for the old commitment issues uh friends special i don't know what we're gonna what do we want to call it we have a name for this or no i don't know it's good to be back though i'm excited to be back on the feed all right so we'll share anything you guys want us to talk about hit up me and rob subscribe to the feed i'll make sure to advertise that we are back and uh better than ever and doing these uh periodically but the feed is full you got my picks with gorney which is actually people are watching, Rob. We're seeing an uptick in audience there, which no, it's good because Gorn is like a personable, like you know, interesting dude, and so are you, and you've replaced the departed. Right. <laughs> so you know, it's good. Things are good. So that's so that's interesting. Then we got I got I'm doing the little transfer show with Mitchell Forty uh every week and then of course Gordon and i are reacting to news and we'll probably bring back the format where we talk about topics in the news as well. I just gotta figure out the right got to figure out the right way to do it. You know, hey, I don't well, do... we have people here. Let's plug the basketball podcast. Go listen to my thing. Oh yeah. Rob and I are also doing a basketball podcast. Well, Rob's doing it. I'm doing it with him. 
on and off and on right now. So every... I can find a permanent co-host. Which has been well, I don't mind hosting it with you. I just, uh, I think it would be good if we had some other, <laughs> some other people on. Let's start bringing coaches on. I would like to find a permanent co-host. So if you have any suggestions for somebody that's interesting and fun, holler. Yeah, we'll see. Well, nobody beats uh, having me as the host and all these, all these. Because I have the, the only thing is, I have sometimes people get mad at me because I they're like, "Who? Why is Woody interjecting his opinion so much?" But that's that's what makes it an interesting talk. And Listen, then, it's hard. It's somebody that has tried to find a decent co-host for a podcast since you and I have split. It's been difficult. My, you know, my podcast dating life has been hard. <laughs> Need Raya, you need podcast Raya where it's only elite, like it's only like Bob Costas and Joe <laughs> yeah. Beetle or whatever, you know, what I mean? only mm -hmm. verified people. <laughs> so, anyway, all right, Rob, thanks for uh, joining me, hanging out. I gotta go record like five other shows, so uh, I'll talk awesome. to you later. later. Right, See ya.